Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast with your host, Camden Dotson. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Hey, hey. I am not ready to be replaced quite yet. Especially by an eight-year-old. Hey, I'm buying Cam. I'm selling Rich. Yep. All right, well, yeah, hey. Out with the old, in with the new. Hey, if you want some weak dynasty takes, ask an eight-year-old. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And I'm Rich Dotson here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. I thought I was going to be Jerry. I really did. So I was did waiting I. for it. I definitely no, no, did. No, no, no. I would never do that to you. Today's pussyfoot. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Shut up, yeah. Jared. Yep. We, we had, you don't we, get an intro, all right? <laughs> I just want to be involved. <laughs> well, we gave Jared a chance. We gave uh, Camden Dotson a chance. And, uh, you know, Cam could potentially be a future Dynasty Nerds contributor for sure. He's a 2020 or 2032 first round pick. The sure. Kid, the, the kid loves Dynasty. He loves football, but he's got a long way to go. I'm thinking about giving him his first Dynasty League this year. Ooh. Maybe I'll have some listeners that got to get involved with their kids and make their kids, like, it's got to be an equal opportunity. That'd be fun, like a Dyson or kids. I'll put, I'll put, uh, I'll put Amelia in. Six-year-old <laughs> genius. That'd be fun. Um, She's killing no. T-ball right now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about our children. We're here to pop, uh, talk about Dynasty fantasy football wide receivers that we think we could buy. And that's what today's show is going to be based off of. But before we get into even that, let's have a word from one of my favorite sponsors, and that's our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped is coming out with a new product. He's had a new product come out. I have it. You guys have, I it. have it. The Manscaped mm-hmm. four, Lawnmower 4.0. And I can't wait to tell you how to get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code NERDS at Manscaped.com. Now, listen, I love Manscaped because what is the point of scrubbing your midsection vigorously so and then nobody can smell the fruits of your labor, right? What's the point? This isn't. This isn't bowling. We don't need bumpers, right? We don't need some soft landing for somebody's head to be comfortable. No, we're trying to look good, feel good. Sleek, you know? Right? You know, us people out there, and especially us dads, we need a little bit more attention, right? Because we're dads. It's true. We work hard. We Father's do that. coming up. We let our kids get on podcasts and do and do some talking. But we need to be rewarded. And the best way to get, way to get rewarded is to look good. Look good, feel good. That's, feel why, good, uh, good. that's why I feel great. Feel so, good. play good. Right now at manscaped.com, like we mentioned, Father's <laughs> Day is right around the corner, right? So, this is an opportunity to get your dad the best gift and all he really wants. And that's just a little bit more attention from either. <laughs> Stop peeking at me. <laughs> I, I wasn't <laughs> ready the first time. I'm not ready this time, Matt. <laughs> I mean, dude, the new 4.0 is it's way more sleek than the 3.0. It's, it's very true. nice looking. And what's, what's a better way than surprising your dad with this sleek, well-designed, optimized body hair trimmer says, listen, your balls will thank you on the box. I mean, it's terrific. The fourth-generation trimmer comes with a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accents thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology. And you're like, hey, what is different about the 4.0 than these other uh, landscape models or trimmers out there? Well, as a 4,000K LED spotlight, so you can see very well. It charges really it's, well. It's bright. Yep. It has a new settings, so sizes one through four. The battery lasts longer. All the things that the 3.0 did, 
the 4.0 does even better. And they have other products there as well. I mean, maybe your dad has long nose hairs. The weed whacker. Get the weed whacker. Whack them up. They're right there. He's going to help you out. It's waterproof. You take it in the shower. They have the uh, crop preserver lotion for the, men, the the two little studs down under. It's fantastic. It smells good. And right now, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code NERDS. Don't forget that you came from your dad's balls. This year, show your original home some love with Manscaped. Did you add that or was that them? Oh, that's... That's that's so good. It's them. I wish I could take. Um, <laughs> you wish you could take credit for that one, huh? Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about scrubbing vigorously, then that's all me. But you know, <laughs> where you came home, it's like ET. Uh, get back there. It's phone home. <laughs> you calling your dad's balls? <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. Why are you calling his balls? <laughs> Why not? Hey, no place like home. And let's get into these running backs or wide receivers that we're talking <laughs> this about. This is buying. completely this off the rails. This is the, the best show we've ever done. <laughs> Manscaped. The <laughs> number of things we've cut out of this show, you Mans- guys will never know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't ever edit the show. We, we, we just started the show. We've cut three times. Three uh, times. Yeah. Well, you know, Manscaped was, Manscaped was made to advertise in Dynasty. That's account. true. And the best part is we all use it yep. and love it. Mm-hmm. That's, That's why it's great. That's why you got to use the promo code nerds because I promise you, you will love it. There's a lot of ladies that listen. You would love it if you give it to your man. Or significant other, uh, you know, there'd be a man to use Manscaped, right? I wouldn't think so. I would. Yeah. Still I think use it. Yeah. yeah. I think trimmers work anywhere. For everyone. Yeah. Anyway, let's anywhere, talk about wide anywhere, receivers. Anywhere. First wide receiver up. <laughs> a guy who I'm buying. Now, it's funny because we had like a hard time selling. There's a ton of wide receivers I could put on this list to buy. I sure. to come up with two. So my first one is Paris Campbell. Mm. wide receiver in the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this was a guy who was hurt a lot his rookie year. He played in only seven games, hurt his MCL in week two of last year where here here played, <laughs> played in seven games. They have all off the rails from Manscaped. He played seven games last year. Last year, or his rookie year. Last year, he hurt his MCL in week two real early, so he barely played in the game. He only played week one. And in that week one, he looked really good. He had six receptions, 71 yards, and looked really good. Comes out and gets hurt. So he's been injury prone. It's been weird. His MCL, his hand. He's all been these different kind of injuries. So he has an injury prone status, which means he's affordable. He can go out there and buy. And this was a guy that I'm, I've been big on since coming out. We gave him first round grade coming out his rookie year. Definitely. Fantastic hands. 4-3 speed. He compliments Michael Pittman really good, and you had Carson Wentz as one of your buys yep. going forward. So to me, if Carson Wentz is going to do good, the receivers around him are going to do have to do as well. And listen, Michael Pittman could have easily been on this list, but Michael Pittman to me doesn't fall into something you can buy. Like, I don't think the price range is there. If you have Michael Pittman, you're we not We do talk about him guy. in our sophomore step-ups, though. You know, we're a fan of him. We do think he'll get better. He's just difficult to buy right now. I. What he we're gonna you're, you'd have to overpay for Michael Pittman. I'm not comfortable doing that quite sure. yet. So I love Pittman a ton, but Paris Kimball is the buy for me right now. And this is a list right for me that where I like about Paris Campbell is they brought back T. Y. Hilton. So they have T. Y. Hilton on the outside. Michael Pittman's probably gonna play in X where he is, and they're probably gonna move Paris Cam- Campbell back to the uh, slot role. Last year that role was occupied by Zach Pascal, who played 66 percent of his snaps from the slot which was seventh most in the NFL. So they utilize the slot a lot there, Frank Wright in Indy. And it just so happens Paris Campbell coming out his senior year ran 
a majority, if not all, his routes from the slot, and he was yep. first, number one in college football his senior year in yards per route from the slot. So he lived there. Quick off those lines, those quick slants from Paris Campbell. He capitalized on those a ton, and his sure hands always brought it in. So an offense, I think, is going to take a significant step forward here, the offensive line, Carson Wentz, Jonathan Taylor in year two, and now with Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, and T.Y. Hilton, I think this is a really good offense to step up to offer some fancy pr- production out of Paris Campbell, who I believe could be a very solid wide receiver three. So I'm not staying by this Paris Campbell for this huge upside here, which I'm not saying he can't get there. But right now I envision him going to 2021 as a solid wide receiver three. And you could probably buy him at wide receiver four, wide receiver five price ranges, right? Late second round picks. It's right around. We get that second round, like even in super flex leagues, mid second round it starts to dwindle a little bit right there from a talent level. And that's where I like to get in on a guy like Paris Campbell. So I have no problem giving up a mid, the late second round pick for a guy like Paris Campbell who offers that upside because I don't think any of his injuries right now are to the point where I'm concerned about him being hurt long term since they've all been different and somewhat of freak injuries, even MCL. So yeah, right now he's come. <clears throat> excuse me, he's coming off the board as wide receiver seventy one, um, as far as ADP. So yeah, he definitely. I think he's got a very he's got a huge potential to outstrip that um, just based off the fact that you know the the pedigree uh, you know draft draft pedigree that he has and the fact that he's been injured the first two years uh, um, and now the now that you know Frank Reich's finally got a quarterback I think that he feels comfortable sure. with um, in there and and you know as long as he stays healthy he's sure to out outperform you know wide receiver seventy one numbers so right now you're not giving up it's like. 14th 15th round or something i think he's he's pick 170 like overall in adp so he's very cheap he can so definitely he can definitely be had second rounds probably i'm probably overshooting i, I think you're value. overshooting there yeah I, I think at this point you know having two years where he's been injured and not really performed i think it's i think it's brought back his value where he was you know a, a late first to early second in his rookie year maybe you can get him late second, early third round draft pick nowadays with, you know, with a frustrated owner that just wants to get something in return for somebody who he's seen nothing from or, or her, uh, he or, or he or she has seen nothing from. So Campbell's a nice little buy in, in my opinion right now, just cause he's got huge upside. I like Campbell overall. I think you guys have always been higher on Campbell than I have. Uh, I remember talking about on the show. I, I think he's, I think he's a good athlete. I'm not sure that he's a great receiver and I, I, I think he falls into the category of a guy that I think will be very good for the Colts. I think will help the Colts. I'm worried about how consistently he'll be targeted and where on the field he'll be targeted because I think he could easily fall into one of those like lower A dot roles, a lot of stuff closer to the line of scrimmage. Now he has the speed to take one of those to the house. So I think that's his I think that's his game. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean he could easily do that at times, but is, is he going to do it enough for me to feel comfortable starting him anytime soon? I don't know. But you're, you guys are both absolutely right. At the current cost, I'm willing to take that risk to find out because you're not paying a lot for it, and it is a guy that you know we, we did have high hopes for at one point. Yeah, falls in the category of former first-round picks that I'm not completely out from, that here we are a couple of years later due to injury, hasn't really produced. And I mentioned, even like week one last year, like everybody got real excited. Six catches, 71 yards, 13.1 points in PPR leagues. You're like, all right, it's Paris Campbell, breakout season. Sure. Here we go. And then immediately... MCL gone, lost. So players like that, when it, when you have when it's due to injury like that, it's not because they've just been dropping footballs or sure. sucking it up. Those always open great buying windows for me. And again, I'm not pre- coming out here preaching 
wide receiver two, wide receiver one. I think he's going to be a nice wide receiver three in 2021 if he stays healthy, and that's where I'm trying to get the value at. So, Matt, give us a guy to buy. Um, all right, so my next buy is – or my first buy is Cortland Sutton, um, wide receiver of the Broncos. Right now he's coming off as a wide receiver 34 off the board, which uh, to me is kind of – it's a little bit surprising. Obviously last year um, – played in one game and then tore his ACL. Um, so, you know, we didn't see a, a huge sampling from him in 2020. But going back to 2019, um, that was his second year in the league, and and he finished as wide receiver 19 overall um, in, in just his second season there in, in Denver. And it wasn't like he had a, a great quarterback situation. It was Drew Locke's rookie season there when, when, he, when he put up those numbers. So it was – you know, obviously 2020 was something where I, I was expecting big things. I think a lot of people were expecting big things from Cortland Sutton. And and the torn ACL, it happens. You know, I mean, it's unfortunate when these kind of things happen, especially on a year when you're expecting big numbers out of somebody. But to have him go from wide receiver 19 in 2019, I'm guessing his ADP was probably even higher than that at, at points in, in 2019, to dropping all the way back to, to wide receiver 34, I think it offers huge value. You know, in 2019, he w- he had the 11th highest yards per route um, at 2.48 yards per route and the 15th highest yards per reception at, at over 15 yards uh, uh, per catch. And that was actually a downgrade from his rookie season where he had uh, 16.8 yards per reception. So, you know, Denver's a, a club that throws the ball an awful lot. Last year they attempted 556 uh, pass uh, attempts, and I could definitely see that being around the, around the same mark. And, and obviously – you know, the big the big um, entrance into the Denver passing game ha- has been Jerry Judy. And last year, Jerry Judy, you know, he, he had 113 targets. Uh, so it, it, it was quite a lot. But you saw a lot of guys like, you know, KJ Hamler had, a, had you know, 60 or so. And then it was uh, Tim, Patrick Tim Patrick had a solid. Had, had a really, yeah, had a really, hit a large target share there as well. So you expect, you know, a guy like Tim Patrick to fall by the wayside, I think, in a year, sure. in, in a year where Colton, Cortland Sutton comes back, but that 556 targets or, or, or attempts last year leaves a, a plenty, I think, as far as you know, targets for Sutton, Jerry Judy, Fant, Hamler, the, the running backs, Gordon and and Jay Will. It leaves a lot of meat on the bones. So uh, you know, I could definitely see Cortland Sutton getting back to that 125 target range, which was what he was at in, in 2019 when he was ascending and becoming the 19th best, uh, you know, dynasty wide receiver, I could easily see him getting back to those kind of numbers in, in 2021 now that he's healthy. And he got hurt so early that yeah. he'll be easily 100% going into the week one of the season. Like, There's no, like, oh, I need to work my way back yeah, in. Yeah, if it was week 15, we'd be a little more concerned. Yeah. And he's he's the typical, you know, six foot four, 216-pound X receiver. And, it, and it's somebody that – you know, I think him and Drew Locke have a I have a pretty decent connection. If it's Drew Locke, you know, passing the ball, I think it's, we believe it will be. I, I believe it will be. I think Teddy's a fallback plan um, in case he completely flops. But they have a nice rapport going, so I, I do I do think that he'll be able to get back to those numbers and and probably even excel and, and get past the numbers that he put up in 2019. Yeah. And what I like about Sutton is I love players that come in the league with pedigree, right, and then produce early on. Those are where you find your superstars, right? Guys that come in. That we all knew Corlin Sunken on SMU um, was actually valued the year before higher than he was before when he came out into that draft because he had his, his uh, last year in college, he 
little bit worse of production there. So he dropped a little bit, but he always had that pedigree. He has like the wide receiver one when he comes out. Goes into Denver, starts to look good really early on and produce at a high level. And we did a whole show where we talked about Cortland Sutton and what to give up for Cortland Sutton at the time. And then we're like, hey, this is I'd give up a pretty significant value of him as being a future wide receiver one for the long term. Now you offer that you insert a guy like Jerry Judy, who again falls in that really savvy route runner, good speed. Him and where Cortland Sutton's that typical X receiver, it's a really good combo to have for any quarterback at hand. And stay, and we know in this day NFL, they both can produce at a high level. So even and I like that point, but even if they get to the point where they are kind of cannibalizing each other, a return to his wide receiver two status is still great value considering he's sure. going as you know, wide receiver 34 right now. So and that's where I envision, I envision Cortland Sutton to live if he comes back at a, in, as a solid player, like around that wide receiver 15 uh, mold, kind of living at Robert Woods territory, anywhere between wide receiver 13 and 15 consistently, which is extremely valuable. Exactly. But again, if you get that and you get paying 34 value, that's tremendous. Where most people are going to want that Jerry Judy share. So again, we talked about Jerry Judy, at least I did on the show as well. Like I'll expect Jerry Judy to have a very Can solid step sophomore step up. So him and Cortland Sutton both involved. I think Cortland Sutton's a great uh, buy right now. And if he's going at 34, then I'm willing to pay over for what his ADP shells me what he is. I do like Cortland Sutton as well. There is going to likely be an odd man out there. Uh, we talked about it on our cells before, and I had Noah Fant as a sell. I think Fant will likely be the the one that disappoints of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is that that risk there. But I think you're absolutely right. Where he's being taken right now, there is there's a very strong likelihood of him being able to return to that value. And, and, and Drew Locke is no superstar. Maybe he turns it around this year and, and becomes their long-term quarterback. If so, then that's great for Cortland Sutton. If not, that means they're going to be drafting a guy next year. They, they just can't continue on with this right. if he isn't the guy. So they'll spend a high draft pick and hopefully find a good player there. Um, I, I do think his ceiling is a little bit capped. Uh, I don't know that I could could truly see him as like this elite wide receiver one, but I could see him as a solid wide receiver too. Yeah, that, that's I, how I saw him yeah. originally was mm-hmm. was this guy that I could that could get to a wide receiver one and, and be an upper echelon, but I don't see that anymore. So I, I do see the cap yeah. that you see there as a, as a wide receiver two. And that's okay. It's okay yeah. to buy good yeah. wide receiver twos. Like you need those to win. Like not any teams having three wide receiver ones on the roster. And most likely if you do, you're – Missing elsewhere on that, and roster. especially if you're getting at a, at a low wide receiver three price tag, and that's exactly. and that's the key to it. That's the whole point of the show yep. is like, where's the value? It's not like we're right. not we're not searching for these best players. We're just finding for good value to help your dynasty team. If you go back and look at all these players we've talked about, whether it be the running backs, receivers, tight ends, you'll see that again. That's what we're looking for. We're not trying to get to be the guys that everybody's telling you to go buy and sell. It's like we're trying to find legit value in mm-hmm. the dynasty leagues today. All right. I'm going to go to the next receiver here on the board, and I'm going to go with Mr. Uh, Wide receiver by himself, Robert Woods. Robert Woods every year presents a value. Once again, and and I thought for sure, like, he's not going to present a value this year because he's been too good of a value every single year. But yet here we are again. He's a wide receiver 33 on the board right now. That's ridiculous, man. Come on. It's, It's ridiculous because... Guess what he's done the past three seasons? He's been wide receiver 14, 14, and 11 the past three seasons. 14, 14, and 11. He's been consistently good. And 
His biggest issue, specifically this past season, was, you know, I talked about Juju Smith-Schuster's A dot. His A dot was pretty gross as well. He was, him and Cup both were in the bottom 10 with their A dot. The thing is, not so fast. It has less to do with them and has a lot, if it's two players, their two main receivers are that low, has less to do with them and more to do with their quarterback. Their quarterback was Jared Goff. His air yards last season, 3,406. That was 21st in the NFL. Matthew Stafford's air yards, by the way, with not a good receiving core. Matthew Stafford's air yards, 4,609, which was 7th in the NFL. Over 1,000 yards, 1,200 to be be exact, 1,200 yards difference in how far he was throwing the ball downfield over the course of the season. He is going to look to get deep. And right now, they don't really have much of a deep threat that's established. Maybe Tutu Outwell could be that guy they drafted him. But chances are he's going to have to wait because we have Robert Woods, we have Cooper Cup, and we have Van Jefferson, who they brought into the fold last year with Tyler Higby at tight end. If there's a guy with enough wheels and enough speed to get downfield and make some downfield plays, it's Robert Woods. Wait, wait, wait. What about Deshaun Jackson, man? Oh, that's true. Yeah. The first week, he will have a great, great A dot. Uh, (laughs) uh, But I think Robert Woods is the guy in this offense that could make more downfield plays. I think he was just operating close to the line of scrimmage out of necessity. Now, even if he only does that again, he's getting a better quarterback throwing him the ball. So I think a repeat at wide receiver 14 again is not out of the realm of possibility. So him being drafted as wide receiver 33 once again presents a great value for Robert Woods. It's redundant at this point. We talk about Robert Woods literally it's silly, but we have to. Year. For three years, we've been talking about Robert Woods' buy because he always holds value. And I have a lot of Robert Woods shares too because yep. I've always bought Robert Woods. And I think Robert, wide receiver 14 is his floor because I think he actually – we talked about this when the trade went down. The number one player that benefits from this is Robert Woods yep. over Cooper Cup yep. there in, in this offense. And I think Robert Woods is – if he stays healthy, he has a very good chance to – be a wide receiver one. If Matt Stafford take a big step up this year and enter that MVP kind of category, some people are talking about, it's going to be because of Robert Woods catching those uh, footballs. A 1,400-yard receiving season with nine touchdowns is not out of the realm for a guy like Robert Woods this year. I actually think that he's in a very good position of his best fantasy year yet he to date for could. Robert Woods. I think he's a great championship caliber buy. I think even if it's just for two more years, I don't care. I'm fine with that. I'm giving up a first easily for Robert Woods. And I would probably throw onto it. Like I'd, I'd probably come at the owner right away. Hey, I'll give you my first and third for Robert Woods and see where that, and see where that gets me. Because this is a player that will make a difference yep. week in and week out. Cause what's good about Robert Woods too, is not only is always finished as a high end, like low end wide receiver one high end wide receiver two is he does that very consistently. Yep. He's one of the most consistent fantasy football receivers out there today that week in, week out, he's given you double-digit points. And, la- and over the last couple of years, Jared Goff has unfortunately hurt Robert Woods somewhat. That's the kind of quarterback he is. He's not the high-level producing fantasy football re- quarterback, and he's but he's been able to do so with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Now you throw Matt Stafford in here, and they're going to open his playbook because it came out, a lot of reports came out that Sean McVay had to limit his playbook due to Jared Goff being his quarterback, and he couldn't execute the plays he wanted to execute. And that's why he was so frustrated. If you read that long article about the divorce mm-hmm. of the two, that's mentioned a lot. Like he, he was super frustrated that Jared Goff couldn't 
run the plays that he wanted to play because he couldn't get it done. That's all going to change with Matt Stafford. And they gave up a lot for Matt Stafford. So they're going to be, this is a long-term marriage, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why you mentioned his name, Van Jefferson, too. I was very close to put in Van Jefferson in this category as a buy. And I do think Van Jefferson is a great buy. Who You have to pay much for whatsoever. But again, that doesn't pay dividends until until I believe it's until 2022. But I do think Van Jefferson, along with Robert Woods, are a great buy. Van Jefferson for the future. But if you want to win right now, as always, there's not a better player to go do for the production compared to the price you're going to pay than Robert Woods. Any other receiver that's going to give you the Robert Woods production, you're paying twice as much for in that category. Twice as much easily. One of the best values that we've been literally saying on this podcast for years. Robert Woods is one of the, we were talking, it was, it used to be Jarvis Landry and Robert Woods. Yeah. Jarvis fell off. Now it's just Robert Woods we're talking about right now. But Robert Woods has stand pat over the last three years, going to year four, we're telling you, Robert Woods, one of the best values in dynasty fantasy football. And I think part of it is, is that he is slightly older. Like he's 29 years old, but we're talking very similar range to Nuke and, and, and Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas and like all of these other guys that we were talking about, like, they still have another two, three good years left in him. He does as well, and he just signed a new contract recently that technically he has signed through uh, 2025, his contract goes through. So his age 33 season. Now, there are some years that they could potentially get out from his contract sure. in there, but, I mean, we could be looking at all the way through 2025 where, where Robert Woods is playing football for this team, and if he's still producing like he is, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be. All right, yeah, I, lo- I love it too. I mean, obviously, I was, I was looking, trying to – Pick, pull up some stats here, and, and I looked at air yards per reception and literally scrolling, scrolling, He's in scrolling, the bottom 10. scrolling, 80, 81st in the league last year. We had 10.3 yards, you know, yeah, if you, air yards per reception. Yeah, if it's, you do it, if ridiculous. you do it based on like thirty or more catches, he's in the bottom ten, as well as Cooper Cup. Like, it is nuts. Which, Jared Goff just crushed their value, know, and they still produced. Right. We don't have the information here in front of you, and I, and I, I, I encourage everybody here listening or watching. I wonder what the odds of somebody finishes wide receiver fourteen overall in PPR leagues while, fin- while finishing that high, while finishing that low in a dot. You know It'll be like, interesting to see. That says a lot. Like, how does a player finish so low out of 100 players, so low at the bottom 10, but finishes a top 14 fantasy football receiver? I mean, that says a lot by itself. Point, points per reception, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you get, you're, you're, you're getting a ton of receptions. They're short-yarded stuff, and then you're, you're going to have to do some stuff with it afterwards you, as you well. You would have to get a stupid amount of targets, which the only ones that would even have enough targets to even do it or made plays – you know, in which Robert Woods made plays. The only other person that's in that category is Juju, but his was more on just a ridiculous amount of targets. Robert Woods was he got targeted a decent amount, sure, but you he made stuff. big plays yep. from those from those targets. Absolutely. Again, very, very consistent. We're talking about a guy that had hundred and twenty nine targets. So he did that. So you mentioned Pepper with targets. He had 129, he, but he, his hands are so good and so sure he caught 90 of the 129 targets out there. So it wasn't like his targets were like 129 for a wide receiver one. That's nothing crazy no. to write home about. So no, a lot like, of other guys are at, you know, one, 140s, 150s. But it goes back to my point of going of a guy who was finished wide receiver 14 to be top 10, bottom 10 in dot, but still finished there. It wasn't pep, didn't have like 160, like the Michael Thomas year, right? right. Had he like had what, 170 that 172, year or whatever it was? something like targets, something like that. So that to me, that's even just, it just shows you the caliber of player that Robert yeah. Woods is. Yep. All right. So we got to get back to our friends 
at predictionstrike.com. We've been talking about predictionstrike.com for a while. And Robert Woods is a player that I would absolutely Jared, can you check the price as to what Robert Woods is on predictionstrike.com? Yeah, but everybody hates him so much. Price check. Price check on uh, on Robert Woods. While he's doing that, let me tell you guys about Prediction Strike. They are the only performance-based site where you can buy and sell shares of players just like the stock market. The nice part is some of us, sure, we have a lot of stock market knowledge or, or cryptocurrency knowledge or whatever. But if you're listening to the show, you probably have football knowledge, fantasy football knowledge. You got those numbers for me, Jared? Yeah, $6.94. All right. So six. I don't really have much to compare that to. But I'm sure that's a good price uh, overall for Robert Woods uh, at predictionstrike.com. But it's, it's the only place that you can do this. And the beautiful part is they have the app. So you can do it all from your phone. It functions great. If, if you want to go to the website, cool, go to the website. But if you do that, do us a favor, put in the promo code DYNASTY. That's going to get you 10 free dollars with any deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code DYNASTY. First deposit of $10 or more, give, or you'll get $10 with your first deposit of $20 or more. Yeah, free money. Get in those shares. Straight cash, homie. Just looking across this board, I mean, DJ Chark. He's three sixty nine. Odell's two dollars. Oh, oh, so they actually have Rob, Robert Woods priced about right. Yeah, Denzel Mims dollar fifty. Justin Jefferson's eight fifty. What about uh, uh, um, Brian Edwards is seventy cents? What about Keenan Allen? Because uh, that guy's right right on top of Robert Woods last year as far as standings. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Similar Let age. Me look him as, up. as well. Keep Brian but Edwards I mean, is seventy cents. You get that ten dollars, just throw it all on Brian Edwards for seventy cents. Yeah, all ten free dollars on Brian. Come and talk about him next. Yeah, I love Brian Edwards. Oh, me yeah. too. Did you Keenan see that Allen, picture of him? Keenan Allen's yeah, three three fifty three. There you Keenan go. Allen. That's a nice oh, little value. That's a good value. All right, so Robert Woods is very accurately priced and maybe slightly overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> all right, never mind. I know, but but you use that knowledge though. Still, it still exactly. goes. Back, it's still yeah. use that knowledge. Okay. He's priced accordingly, so where is the value? Yep. Then you see Brian Edwards worth 70 cents. You're like, okay, that's the value. That's the value. So, all right. Now, when you go to auction, right? Same. where's the value at an auction? Now, what is auction? Auction fantasy football is when you go. No, no, no. no, 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 no that's pretty much auction, just right? like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Then you end up with a cow. Um, <laughs> Dude, I thought Gary was having a breakdown or something. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. This, this girl's done lost her mind. <laughs> He's having so, a fit. When you're doing auction, you know, you get a group of league in there and you bid on a player. So you start off with a thousand dollar salary budget, for example. You put on Justin Jefferson on the block. Okay, I nominate Justin Jefferson. I'll bid a dollar. I'll bid twenty. I'll bid thirty. I'll bid thirty-one. And then the highest price goes. And then you and nominate the highest a new price player. was Matt O'Hara. Yeah, eighty-five dollars on a hundred dollar budget. Ding, ding. <laughs> who, so, needs a, who needs the rest of a team when you got Justin? <laughs> Reality Sports Online. Dot com gives you the best opportunity to play auction fantasy football and dynasty fantasy football right now because they offer everything you could possibly would think of as an NFL GM because it's kind of like being an NFL GM. It's going to give you a more realistic way to play dynasty because you're actually dealing with salaries and contracts. So you might only have a player for three years, four years, two years, a one-year contract. So now you're managing your roster long time. Long-term, you're also managing contracts and the money that you're spending. All this might sound complicated, but realitysportsonline.com makes it as simple as possible when it comes to running an auction league. They're the number one site in the world for that, and it offers you one of the most realistic play ways to be an NFL GM. And if you're not really sure about this, go ahead, jump in there. They have an amazing mock draft tool where you do a free mock agency auction draft so you can get ready. That way... 
you can prepare yourself and get ready to look at values. And that way you're not going to waste money or your time early on in the process. If you'd like to see what everybody's talking about and use the number one platform out there for auction, use the promo code nerds and you get 10% off either your team or your league today. That is big time savings when you get entire league 10% off and you can do that using that promo code nerds today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Now we mentioned Brian Edwards. Yeah, we did. And mm. a guy who, by and we talked about our sophomore step up. This is a guy that we easily could have talked about in Brian Edwards and why we like him. Now, Brian Edwards came out last year and was a dud muffin, right? Mm-hmm. 11 catches, 193 yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> dud muffin. <That's laughs> this crazy. is somebody. I've never heard that before. That was good. Yeah, just made it up on the spot. You're welcome. Six foot three, 215 pounds. Well, I said you're welcome anyways. You're a dud muffin too. And he's somebody that's going to come in here now that we lose Nelson Algalore, who vacates 82 targets by himself. Algalore went out there, had a very okay wide receiver three year. And like Garrett said earlier, he's jacked up, ready to go, locked in as an X receiver. And to me, Edwards seems even safer than a guy like Henry Ruggs when it comes to a PPR kind of league. This is a guy who I envision being peppered with targets in this offense. And somebody who I saw, I mean, we go back to all the reasons why we loved him coming out of South Carolina. This is a guy who broke out at the age of 17. He was playing well in the SEC at the age of 17. And he leaves South Carolina as the all-time leader in receptions and receiving yards. This is a guy who averaged 17.5 receptions and limited playing steps, or 17.5 receiving yards per reception in his limited playing time. And this guy who never played over 40% of the snaps, he just didn't play a lot last year. It was Henry Ruggs. It was Nelson Aguilar. He got banged up Darren Waller. He was banged up. They went out, and they didn't really change this receiving court too much now. They know they have these two young guys, and they got to see what they have in them in their first-round pick in Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards. And this is a guy we've loved and talked about now for over a year and a half now. And I think sometimes it shows you got to be a little bit of patient. You got to have a little bit of patience. I went out and bought a lot of Brian Edwards shares last year. I encourage everybody still to this time at this time, go out and buy, buy Brian Edwards. So be a little bit harder because a lot of people are tweeting out pictures of how he looks. He's the most muscular receiver on there. And you'll, if you want DK, if you watch dynasty, if you're on dynasty Twitter, you see there has been a lot of Brian Edwards hype lately, but this is one of those rare instances where there's still a lot of hype about a player that I'm still buying because that price tag still hasn't still reached the hype yet. Yeah, I mean, right now he's going off the board as wide receiver 77. So it, it's definitely the hype hasn't caught up to, I guess, Twitter's uh, hype. Sleepers ADP? Yeah, sleepers, sleepers ADP hasn't, hasn't caught up to Twitter yet. But, um, you know, I loved him coming out of uh, South Carolina, like you were saying. He's a big, he's a physically imposing guy. I think he does well, you know, catching balls away from his body. The thing is, I saw a slow start coming for him and both Henry Ruggs. The offense there with John Gruden is very difficult to pick up on, and it takes people one, two, maybe even three years. Now they're getting kind of thrust into the scene a little bit now that you said Nelson Aguilar is gone. These guys are both going to be kind of thrown to the wolves a little bit here in in year two to see, I think, if they can sink or swim in this offense. And, and we will see. I think, you know, out of the two, Brian Edwards, I do feel like he's more equipped to make this kind of jump because I think he he fills that void very nicely mm-hmm. that Al Galore kind of leaves uh, behind. So I guess we'll see um, exactly how this, this offense evolves, but I love him, at, at especially at this ADP at wide receiver 77. Yeah. I like him. I would have liked him, you know, 
wide, you told me 20 spots. I was going to say, you told me he was wide receiver 45. I would say I love him there as well. So I, I do really like where he's at now as far as, as value. I, I, I love it. Go out you're talking about guy. cutting ADP in half and right. liking the value, yeah, exactly. which is tremendous. Jared, we were talking on the way up here, and, and I want you, you put out a tweet recently about Brian Edwards, and some people were giving you a hard time about it, and I thought it was very good value. Tell, tell everybody what, what your tweet was. I just said to go out there and throw a 2022 second at Brian Edwards. Love it. That's not even this year. That's that, next year. I'm saying right. I would start at a third, but I think a second will get it done. I don't think a third will get it done at all. I, I don't be, think so. Either. I wouldn't even insult. That's why the, I didn't say. That. I wouldn't even yeah. insult the owner by offering a third because he's just not going to take. But here, the so I thought like, I thought that was kind of obvious. The the funny thing is, what were a lot of the responses you got? Some of them were like the opposite. Like now I'm going to look for a 2022 second for my Brian Edwards. I was like, all right, man. see that's why I think that's so, a fair trade. Yeah, you know, there like, were a lot of people that like gave him grief over. That and I was like, a tw- not even this year's, next year's, which is crazy. Second, which is crazy, especially if you're a contender and it's a late second. Like, and I don't think a lot of common dynasty owners have the foresight like we are trying to provide to you guys that the 2022 class in the second round is probably not. It doesn't look right great now, right now. It doesn't look great. I don't so. even care if it looked okay. I would give them a twenty. I don't care if it was. I don't care if it's a 2020. This class here, it was a mid second. I'd give that up for Brian Edwards in a super flex league. I'll give it up for Brian Edwards. Yep. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about that Rondale Moore range right right around there. Like, I'm okay. That's probably an early second. I would still probably yeah. do it. And I'm okay with having – I would take Brian Edwards over Rondale Moore right now. Personally. Me personally. I'm, I'm pretty – if I'm not think, there, I'm pretty darn close. It, like, not saying it's like, sign me up. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's I that love high. Brian I think yep. I, I would rather take the X receiver than the, the smaller receiver. I, I'm I would too. And speed. That's what Brian Edwards brings. And let's not forget last year, his own quarterback. Now, granted, they have to be their best hype men. But he was saying, like, he reminded him of playing with Devontae Adams when they played yes. together at Fresno State. Like, that's – he was wide receiver one last year. Will he end up as Devontae Adams? Probably not. But even if he's just 75% of Devontae Adams, you're getting a great receiver. And it, and it, he has the potential to grow into that. Yes, Devontae Adams. it took Devonte Adams a while to do that himself. It took Devontae three years mm-hmm. to turn into Devonte. Like it wasn't Devonte Adams was a slow burn as well. Like he, out of all that class, out of all those receivers, obviously Sammy Watkins didn't pan out at all. Obviously, guys like um, Odell, Doriel Green, Beckham, Allen Robinson, you know, Dory Green, besides didn't pan out. But the guys that even turned out to be good, like he was the slowest processing out of all those guys. Because I had to do a big show on Devontae Adams a year after. Like, this is the guy you want to buy now. Now. And then he blew up. And that was yeah. years ago. First two years. First season, 446 yards, three touchdowns. Second year, 483 and only one touchdown. It wasn't until his third season where he got almost 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns. That's when you really finally saw it in year three from Devontae Adams. And that's where, after year two, it's like, this is time to buy Devontae Adams. And it worked out. It's one of those times we were able to hit. Um so, yeah, I think Brian Edwards falls in that category of a great buy year two. Come up a year where he didn't do anything whatsoever, that creates a buy in window. I have no problem definitely after last year of a guy not producing and being able to buy that player. Matt, let's get your second guy. All right, so my second guy is an, I guess, oft-injured player, but we're hoping that he kind of turns this around in year three. Uh, my guy is Debo Samuels, 25 years old. Um, right now he's coming off as wide receiver 37, according to the sleeper ADP. And, you know, obviously, you know, it's warranted. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he's been injured. Uh, he's only played uh, 16 games in, in, in the two seasons. You know, if you look at across the board, you know, his career numbers, 16, um, 16 games, 125 targets, 
90 receptions, almost 1,200 yards, four touchdowns. So I guess my whole point with him is if he gets back to the point where he's healthy, because he's had kind of ticky-tacky injuries. It, it's, it hasn't, you know, he broke his foot before the season started in 2020. That was in the offseason in like June. So he got off to a, a bad start there, missed three games. And then played a few games, and then he suffered a hamstring injury, missed three games, played another few games, and then had another another uh, span where he missed three games last year with another kind of strain. So if we can just get him kind of fully healthy, get him you know in a normal off season where he's maybe not training on his own and he didn't break his foot, and he can actually play a full season, the numbers. Uh, extrapolate pretty well to a guy that's going to be in the mid range of a wide receiver too. And to be having this value right now of a wide receiver 37. I mean, I understand why, because the injuries are, are, have been there and kind of been nagging this player for his first two seasons in the league. But if he gets that cleaned up, it offers tremendous value in, in a high powered offense. Obviously, you know, the the quarterback situation's a little bit in flux. We're not exactly sure what, you know, who's going to be under center the whole year. But I think regardless of who's under center, you know, these guys, it's going to be Brandon Ayuk. It's going to be Debo Samuel. Those are going to be the two top targets at the wide receiver position. And there's plenty of room, I think, for both of those guys to operate in this range of wide receiver two, you know, middle range wide receiver two. Do you think that two. with George Kittle, though? That's the question that I struggle with. Um, I do. Like, I mean... So you think, I think George I, Kittle could be a top three tight end and both of those guys could be wide receiver two. I, I know that you, I know that that's like your argument that you don't think that can happen. I don't. I, but who like which running back is going to be like catching a bunch of you know what I mean? Now now we're down like the running back position is I think kind of shunted to the side where they're going to be getting some targets, but I don't think they're gonna be a major part of the passing game. Um so it's gonna be a three headed monster between those three guys because what do Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuels catch the ball close to the line of scrimmage and do things with the ball in their hands? So I, I think it I think it lessens the need to get a wider I mean a running back uh, involved in the passing game, and I think it, it gets the ball out of the quarterback's hand quickly, and that's exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants and to I do. I think I think what throws off when you want to throw George Kittle in there is like we yeah well, sometimes we overthink the yards like for George Kittle finishes a high end you're talking about like nine hundred to eleven hundred yards usually sure. for a tight end yeah. so. Uh, you know, if you're if you're talking, if you're throwing for 3,500 yards, that still leaves 2,500 yards amongst your wide receivers and running backs to catch. And and I'm with you. I think I think what Debo brings is a high, like his upside is his high target, his high reception ability, his his play after the catch. He's so dynamic with the ball in his hands. I mean, even as a rookie, he had 81 targets as a rookie, and he caught he caught 57 of those and produced 802 yards and three touchdowns. Also had 14 carries for 159 yards. And three touchdowns as a rookie, all things that I absolutely loved. I was a big Debo fan, and it gets hurt last year. And right. I think, I think Shanahan does have a plan. I know he loves Brandon Ayuk too, as well. But I, I agree with Matt. I think there's room for those guys to both produce. Produce. They're not guys that you would envision to be wide receiver ones, but mid range wide receiver twos. And mid range, you're talking about wide receiver 16, 17, 18, 19, sure. right around there, which. His what his ADP showing isn't there because yeah. this is a guy that they like to use in a run game and just get the ball in his hands because he turns into a running back with the ball in his hands. He's he's a fantastic fantasy football wide receiver in that range and and I don't think it's hard to find and we find good teams that produce two wide receiver once right two wide receiver once sure so for me for Kittle to get his 
I think he could be the number one option. I do envision a scenario where Ayuk and Debo Samuel can both be wide receiver twos. I don't think in a, in a Kyle Shanahan offense that would not surprise me whatsoever. The the problem that I see with it, and it's not that I don't like Debo as a player. I was really high on him coming out, but there's there's a few things. Like one, almost every year in college, and so far every year in the pros, he's been banged up. So like we haven't gotten to see him be healthy yet. Um, on top of that we know that they are going to run the ball a good amount. This isn't Atlanta. This isn't, um, you know, the Chargers. This isn't Kansas City. Like, they're going to have a very healthy dose of the run game. And on top of that, as much as I like Trey Lance, we haven't seen Trey Lance yet. So, like, there's just a lot of question marks. And then it would have to be a perfect scenario where they're basically the only three getting – targets and nobody else is getting any at all and all of like it just it just seems the probability of all three of those things happening while possible just seems highly unlikely to me they, they had 570 pass attempts last year so that's a i mean that's a lot of targets to go but, around but what was that overall in the league that was i don't know like i don't have that i don't 15th? have that 15th because i know like a lot of the top teams were in like the closer to 650 sure but I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily care where it lands as far as within the league. But 570 attempts, I mean, 120, 120. That's 240. That still leaves 330 pass attempts, and that's you know, if you give Brandon Ayuk 120, if you give uh, George Kittle 130, let's say, you know, targets. So, but but there's still let's look at let's look at the best. The let's look at the closest possible comparison to that which would be the Kansas City Chiefs because they have a strong tight end in Travis Kelsey and they have Tyreek Hill who puts up monster numbers but they don't even have a third guy that's you know but they're getting the running backs involved more they are yeah. they are so and, I, and and then, that's where I think you can it, make a team that make, that does get their running backs involved uh Minnesota right Minnesota had Dalvin Cook top three running back he had two wide receiver ones but, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. But, but no their tight, tight end, end wasn't no doing anything. Okay. But, but that's what I'm saying. The running backs probably aren't going to be as involved. The running back, and that's, and that's, but the and running that's back offsets that. You have a team, like again, like that didn't do as much in Seattle, right? DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, both finished the year as wide receiver ones. You can say a team that gets in. But they didn't have a tight end. Like, that's the thing. you got to get all three. Like, could it happen? Sure. But, like, the, the probability just seems but, really But these are wide receiver ones unlikely. we're talking about. I mean, if you want to slow it down and bring them back just a little bit, I mean, you can look at a team like Carolina, right? Carolina didn't have a good quarterback situation. They had three wide receivers that throughout the year all produced at a high level. Robbie Anderson, yeah. Curtis Samuel, and uh, DJ Moore. So they, yep. they produced at a high level. And I think, that's your, I think that's your best, you know, and I think I, I think I was the one that talked about that stat last week or two weeks ago or whatever it was. So I think that's your hope is that something like that could happen. But even there, they were, you know, it was like wide receiver 24 and 25 were two of those three guys. Yeah, it was 24. So, so I, get I just think, I think you're thinking more high level where Matt's producing where the ADP is like around 36, where you're getting instead of a low end wide receiver three, you're talking about a mid range wide receiver two to very, the very, I think worst case, Matt would be wide receiver like 24. Five, which is high end wide receiver two. So again, it just goes three, back to the three wide receiver three. Wide receiver yeah. three. So the ADP just what he's saying is ADP is off. A gap I agree the, with you. There's 100%. a gap in the ADP, sure. in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I and I agree 100 because when that guy is healthy, he's dynamic. 
Oh, he absolutely is. He's fantastic. It's, it's not a knock against any of those players. I think all three of those players are fantastic. I think they've developed them well. It's just the injury bug and the overall opportunities. I just don't know that it could happen. But I think that, I think what that can do is deplete the price tag. So good. I think he might be a weird, cause like if you're like me, I'm not selling Debo for any discount. Sure. But all those things, like you, you're worried. There might be players out there. That they've had enough of injuries. When you sure. own a player and he's been hurt the whole time, he's not it playing for you. It's way more easy to get frustrated if you don't love the player. Like I love Debo, so I've sat through these pl- yeah. these injuries. But it's way easier in other scenarios like that. Absolutely, and that's and that's where the gap comes from, and that and that's what I think opens up opportunities to to buy a player like this. Okay, last guy. Let's get into it. All right, last guy. So this is kind of a situation. Uh, I think this Matt talked about earlier where. Our initial uh, thought of where the ADP was is different than what <laughs> Sleeper actually has. So it's not as as great of a buy as I originally thought it was. But I still want to present the player and talk about why I think the ADP is right. And I would still even be willing to go a spot or two higher than it is. And that's on Terry McLaurin. So originally, I saw that his ADP was at wide receiver 14. And I was like, and I'd have cut that in half. You know, I, I would like to have him around seven, eight. Um, now, when we when I got the updated numbers and I saw it sleeper had, they have him at wide receiver 10, which I think is much more reasonable for, for where you're going to have him. But here's why I think he can live his career around this spot. First of all, look at the quarterbacks that he has played with. It has been dumpster juice to the nth degree. I mean, we're talking about Dwayne Haskins. Ty- Tyler Hineke looked like your Taylor, Tyler, whatever it was. It doesn't matter. Alex Honestly, Smith. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, like Case Keenum. Like he's just had just junk overall at quarterback. And he has still found ways to produce. He has a very sustainable target share right now, or uh, overall targets. He's at 8.9. That's something that I think he could consistently live right around that eight and a half, nine range of targets per game and be very, very productive. Really the only thing missing from him being this upper echelon wide receiver last year was touchdowns. He had seven uh, in the, and and I think that's partly because of the offense. The offense was the eighth lowest scoring offense overall in the NFL last year. They did not put up good numbers. You insert Ryan Fitzpatrick into this. There are going to be a lot of turnovers, but there's going to be a lot of points. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for some big plays. And I think long-term, they're going to find something at quarterback for this team because that's all they're missing right now. They have a great offensive line. They have a good running back. They've added some weapons in Curtis Samuel and Diami Brown, guys that are going to help make plays, but it's going to take away from like what the Giants did in the last week of the season where they're just shifting their entire coverage to Terry McLaurin just in hopes to shut him out because that's what teams have done. They've just... We're going to try to take away Terry McLaurin. Hasn't truly worked because he's no. still put up monster numbers, but we are just going to do everything to stop him. Now there's at least some other options in this offense to throw the football to. So all of that being said, he was wide receiver 21 in 2020, but he only had four touchdowns. If that number even goes back to his rookie season at seven, all of a sudden he's a borderline wide receiver one with – like I mentioned, Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith and all of these guys. And that's something that's definitely obtainable with the change of quarterback. As right. Well. Seven is not a lot. Yeah. You know, that's not, I'm not asking for 18 or 14 like Adam Thielen got, or I, I'm asking for seven. 
Seven touchdowns, he's going to be right in that wide receiver one range, and he can do that for a long period of time. We've seen it with the worst of the worst. If he dares get a good, competent quarterback at any point in his career, we could be seeing you know a top six type and, dynasty. And wide he's receiver. not like a he's not like a big guy, but he can separate and he can he can break people's ankles in in short little areas. So it's not like he's not going to be an end zone type of threat. You know what I mean? Last year he had six and um, six end zone targets. He ended up with four touchdowns. You know what I mean? If, if we got that number up to, to the level of some of these other guys, you know, at, 20 targets Adam, in the end zone, Adam Thielen, 20, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he only, you know, he had 14 touchdowns. That, that was the, you know, the, the kind of freak year for Adam Thielen. Um, but Tyler Lockett, 14, DeAndre Hopkins, 10, DK Mack at 14. So these are like higher end guys like that's what you expect. You expect to get your best wide receiver the ball in the end zone. So to only get him six end zone targets is pretty criminal. He did have a ninety eight point one percent snap share, so that is crazy. It was the highest in the league, and I would expect that to continue as well because he's just such a uh, a solid player and he's he's there down down in down out. So I would expect you know a very similar snap share going forward because there's no reason to take the guy off the field. He's amazing. You can put him anywhere on the field and and he'll win. So. Uh, Terry McLaurin loved the guy, uh, and at and at this at this point, you know, he, he, his ADP has raised up, but it could continue to go higher and higher. Yeah. This is an ascending player, so this might be the time to buy now before he becomes one of these unobtainable guys. Right. And so, uh, and I, I do want to clarify, like I was buying like crazy when I thought it was fourteen. Sure. At ten, I think that's about right. It is about right, but it might he might be unobtainable. Right, come, he, come he could enter that DK Metcalf, yeah. AJ it, Brown tier. And that's the thing. I like. I think he's valued. Like even at ten, like and I, again, I love Terry McLaurin. Right, this is somebody who we like coming out. Mm -hmm. We gave a very good grade. We had him in our first round forever there mm -hmm. in our rookie uh, pre pre draft process. It's, the only thing I'm worried about is like. I like him a lot, but right around 10, it's like he's being valued. It's like that law, like wide receiver one. People are like, wide receiver one, book it. We don't know their long-term situation at quarterback. We don't. I mean, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick this year, too, as well. They signed Curtis Samuel to a long-term contract, and I love Curtis Samuel a lot as well. So Curtis Samuel is going to eat into Terry McLaurin a little bit as well. And we look at the market. There's some guys ahead of him that I don't love. But, I mean, there's a lot of young guys in out here, right? Like, I like Calvin Ridley more, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf. Al Robinson's still young enough. Mike Evans is still hanging around. A.J. Brown. I would take him over Mike Evans. Most people would, and that's fair. I would take him ahead of Mike Evans, too, dynasty-wise. But I'm mm -hmm. about for a while, they're going to be in that same sure. category. And then guys that like we mentioned like earlier, like CeeDee Lamb. I think J Cortland Sutton's coming back. Jerry Judy's going to come back out there. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase uh, is right a couple spots below him. In the know, Jamar Chase is coming out here as well. So there's a lot of guys out there where I think Terry McLaurin, who's an absolutely fantastic receiver, I think he lives in that Robert Woods range yeah, for most of his career. So him being wide receiver 10 is right spot on yep. right around for me. I'm with you. If he has a 24 value dip, then I'm buying. The only problem is I think the community does value him right around. Like Terry McLaurin's yeah. like a hot name. So even though he's a buy, if you can get him, yes. I think out of all the guys we talked about this whole, whole from quarterback to now, He's the guy that we talked about that will be the hardest for you to go out actually and try and acquire because I think so too. Yeah. You and cannot overpay for that value because then you're losing. You know what I mean? Like right. you're losing the point. Because even 10, honestly, even at 10, that's if you're paying 10 value overall, that's risky. Because that's where I expect him to live. You know what right. I mean? like, he's he would he's coming off the board 33 overall in, in one QB leagues right now. And it's right. So you know what I mean, so it, it's 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 just right where he needs it. I love the, the third player. round. Yeah, and and once again. 
I originally thought this was 14, so I was I was going to buy that but extra round up. But you just got to update ADP just now. So right. we just we realized right. the ADP you were looking at but is I think that it's old accurate. too. So the ADP you're looking at was in that long ago was at 20, so maybe right. it's pos- it is possible. And then definitely add these, fl- these new names to it. But again, ter- to me, Terry McLaurin, all the, all the names you mentioned, like, well, good luck. I mean, like he falls in that hot young name that everybody right. takes a step forward with. Which I'm actually somewhat like I love Curtis Samuel so much. Like I think he hurts Terry McLaurin a little bit. I really do. The funny, I think the funny thing Samuel is, Samuel takes a big step forward. I told Jared I almost picked Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin as my buys originally, yeah. and I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. Do uh, but but I do. I? I do really like both of those we players. We, we couldn't do McLaurin, Campbell, and, Mc, and uh, uh, too much of an Ohio State yeah, bias. You think? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Feeding right into that. <laughs> Oh. Wait till you guys get a load of Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Hey, stud muffins. <laughs> Dude, Garrett Wilson's the truth. He, Garrett Wilson's so good. So, Should have had let's talk Thomas. about Michael Thomas now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's the show that ends our uh, bye episodes. Yep. We'll be back next week. Like I said, it's, it's just going to be Garrett and I next week. Yep. Because uh, Matt's going to be on vacation. We actually record these shows a little bit early as well. So we're, we're a week ahead on these shows because Matt's going on vacation. We want to make sure to get a show in here. And I'm going on vacation the following week. So Garrett and I are going to get a vacation another show out a week early before I go out as well, even earlier. But in the meantime, it's summertime. Uh, they all got it. Uh, get to DynastyNerds.com. Check it out. Check out the YouTube channel. Hit that like button, subscribe button. We have way more content going on on yep. YouTube. Um, Marvin does some great videos. Jordan yeah, Rains does some, some, good, some good videos. We've got a lot of content out there on YouTube, on our Instagram, and, of course, DynastyNerds.com, where you have all the tools you need to dominate your Dynasty League. Dynasty GM, which is the best tool on the market, which Ooh. we literally offer you to prove it, for, to use it for free for three days. Dynastyners.com, And you'll find out it's the best tool on the market Hotness today. Coming. Hotness coming. So hot. Coming in. It's the Dynasty Summer, boys. Ooh. So we're recording the shows early. We got to get tan. It's going to get darker. It's getting hot in here. Oh, boy. Oh, well, <laughs> time to go. See you next week. Adios.